0: You have to learn to see how each artist has been developing throughout his or her career. That's one thing. The other is that in my collection, I basically buy the pieces of art that I am happy living with. Art should make you happy. You have to buy the pieces of art that you like, but they have to have a relationship between one and the other.
1: Welcome to Collect Wisely, an ongoing series of podcasts in which we sit down with people who care deeply about art to discuss their passion for collecting. In this episode, we're speaking with Pablo Sepulveda. Based in Mexico City, Pablo is a founding partner in the architecture firm Legareto Sepulveda Arquitectos. His collection includes works on paper, photography, and sculpture. Before we begin our interview, I'd like to share our vision for Collect Wisely. This is an initiative we've wanted to do for quite some time, in which we question the nature of collecting and connoisseurship in the 21st century, and through doing so, hope to inspire a new generation of collectors and individuals committed to making a vital and meaningful investment in our common cultural future. My name is Sean Kelly, and I have had a gallery in New York since 1991. Each Collect Wisely episode will bring you personal stories from the perspective of an individual collector, where we delve into their passion for collecting, what drives them, and what inspires them. Welcome, Pablo, and thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Sean. Thank you for inviting me. So I wanted to talk to you uh, specifically, we'll get into some of the recurrent ideas and themes in Collect Wisely. But I wanted to talk to you about the fact you come from a, you're an architect, you work with space, you work with interiors a lot, but you come from a very um, distinguished family in Mexico City who have a long connection, both to collecting and to being on the other side of collecting as dealers.
0: Right. My relationship with art goes way back to my very early years of life. Um, I used to live in, in, in a huge house uh, made by an architect, uh, an uncle architect, which is a very good architect, called uh, José de Turbe. And uh, thanks to his way of looking at architecture, I wanted to be an architect. So um, I studied architecture in Mexico City. But uh, before that, I studied history of art in London, where, where I used to live. Uh, I studied history of art at the Royal Academy of Arts, which was uh, great fun. Uh, from there I studied uh, art and to be honest, I always wanted to have a deeper and more close relationship with uh, art. Um, my mother al- always worked in the art business. She was uh, a Sotheby's representative in Mexico. Um, my family as well had a, a gallery, the Galeria de Arte Mexicano. So I basically uh, grew up looking at beautiful pieces of art uh, hanged in my family's uh, houses.
1: And was it your great... Was it your grandmother who worked with Frida Kahlo as a, a, a woman dealer in Mexico very, at a very early age, very early on?
0: Yes, that was Inés Amor. It's my father's uh, aunt. Um, I suppose she was a fantastic woman, very avant-garde for the times uh, when she started uh, dealing with uh, Mexican artists. She was uh, the dealer for uh, Diego Rivera, uh, Rufino Tamayo, Siqueiros, uh, Frida Calvo as well, Maria Izquierdo, Alfonso Michel, many of the Mexican and, uh, contemporary artists.
1: And what date was that when, when she was working like that? Uh, 1920s onwards. And she was very young when she opened the gallery or started working with them.
0: Yes, she was very, very, very young uh, and very. Uh, she was in her 20s. Or something. In her 20s, yeah, yeah. Amazing. More or less 20s.
1: Amazing. And was she completely distinct at that? Were there other young women who were opening galleries at that time in Mexico city or was, well, I was she the only
0: one? I was not obviously not born in the 1920s, but, um, I think she was the only one. Yeah. I think she was the only one working with, uh, with artists at the moment, but she also had a, a sister who was, uh, Pita Amor, which she was also a very f- famous, uh, politician in Mexico. Hmm. Um, so my father's family, Amor, let's say, they, they always worked with art. Um, and then my aunt, Alejandra Iturbe, um, started working with Mariana uh, Perez Amor at the Galeria de Arte Mexicano, where as a matter of fact, when I was very young, I used to work. I, I worked in at the summers and I had a great time working with uh, artists, going to their um, to their um, studios. studios and everything,
1: right? Yeah. So you, I mean, so clearly you grew up around it. It's in, it's, it's in the genes. It's, it's in the entire family. Um, and at an early age, you were sort of involved in the gallery. Um, do you, did that have a particular impact on you in terms of the way that you think about space? Did you learn from artists a lot about how to think about space and how they think about space?
0: Well, I think uh, there is a deep relationship between space and art. Uh, you need both of them to to, to complement each other. Um, I wanted to, to study history of art and I wanted to do a living working with art. But my father told me that uh, I should explore the possibility to study something much more structured than only history of art and uh, to study architecture. So I decided to study architecture after studying history of art for, for a year in London. Um, I started to, 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 to be very happy with architecture and to understand architecture in a way that you can complement your architecture with art and art with architecture. I think they they bond each other perfectly.
1: When did you open the practice, your architectural practice?
0: Well, I started working with uh, Imanol Legorreta back in the mid-1990s. Mexico was a completely different country uh, than it is now, right? Um, Art was, in a way, limited. We were only accustomed to seeing uh, Mexican artists. It was difficult to see International contemporary artists in in Mexico. Um, so basically, I, st- I, I I worked there for twenty two years now. Uh, he's my business partner. He's a great friend, a great uh, guy. Um, unfortunately, he doesn't collect art, but
1: um, we should do something about that.
0: We we we, we, <laughs> we, we urgently need to, to change his mind. But I mean, collecting art is 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 it, it's an art. You have to trust yourself, you have to believe in yourself, and you have to be willing to learn. Um, You have to get lots of information, comparisons, um, visiting studios, reading books, um, exhibitions, galleries, everything.
1: So has the practice from the beginning, the practice is always, as far as you're concerned anyway, had a very strong focus on thinking about art in space and working with artists for the projects?
0: I think every time I design a space, I'm thinking of an art piece that I'm going to hang or I'm going to place in that single space. And how
1: often does that coincide with what your client is thinking about? (laughs) Or or how much do you work with them? I mean, you, you have great taste. I've been to your home. It's beautiful and you have wonderful things in it. And I'm sure that many of the people that you work with come to your house and go, I want to live like
0: this. Lots of people go to my house and say, you have a beautiful collection of art, furniture, pieces, whatever, and uh, and they are willing to, to learn about it. And some uh, continue studying about art and collecting and start buying something. But in Mexico, collecting art is not a, a thing that is... Um, it hasn't been present uh, very often. I mean, I think it's something that, that it's beginning to happen. People are getting more involved. People are getting more interested in collecting art. And people are, are thinking that living with art is a much better way of living. I mean, enjoying the pieces of art that you like, hanging in your walls, is it's a great way to be happy.
1: So it's interesting that you say that in a way that, that hasn't been a very strong tradition in Mexico. I mean, can you can you date that for us? Because in Europe and America, certainly, this notion of living with art has a very long and venerable history. I mean, obviously in Europe from the Renaissance on, certainly in America from the 19th century on, with, with some of the great collections that were formed um, coming from Europe at that time, from late 19th, early 20th century. When would you say that you were aware that a shift occurred in Mexican culture, that people were more interested in collecting uh, or thinking about having art in their homes in a in a very proactive way?
0: I think some people have bought art the last 100 years. I mean, there are fantastic art collections in Mexico, but there are not that many compared to Europe or yeah. the United States. Uh, I think the tendency has shifted over the last 10, 15 years. People are beginning to go so to that fairs. Recent? Yeah, I think it's that reason. Yeah, right. yeah, interesting. Maybe 20 years, but yeah. I mean, people are beginning to go to much, many more exhibitions, art fairs, uh, developing relationship with gallerists. Um, I mean, and traveling makes e- all this easier, right? Sure.
1: Um, you 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 sort of almost alluded to the fact that the conversation with your father was that very traditional conversation of, yeah, you can go, go become a philosopher or an artist, but have a profession you can fall back upon, which is like that traditional thing, you know, have have a career you can fall back upon if it doesn't work out.
0: Exactly like that.
1: Right? I mean, it's like such a traditional thing. And I can
0: understand it. I yeah,
1: mean, every father is going to be cautious, Right. Um, but one of the most interesting things I think about Mexico particularly, and I don't know if you'd agree with this or not, there's a very high preponderance of artists, very successful artists who were trained as architects. I mean, I'm thinking of people like Jorge mendez Blake and Jose Davila. There's a very high percentage of artists who were trained, formerly trained as architects, who've become artists and who have crossed over. Uh, Is that a trend in in Mexico or is it, you know, do you see a lot of artists doing that?
0: I mean, Jose Davila and Jorge Mendes Blake are very good friends of mine and they definitely shifted from architecture to uh, becoming very, very, very successful artists.
1: Are there others I don't know about or are they
0: exceptions? Um, I don't think, uh, I mean, I don't have them at the top of my head. But yeah. I'm pretty sure there there yeah. are many of our yeah. many artists that were architects before, yeah, uh, or artists that will become architects later on in their lives, yeah, right. Um, I think I mean the relationship between art and architecture it's it's obvious. It's every single day uh, they merge each other, right? Um, living with art. I think is one of the most fantastic, uh, relationships you can have. Um, it takes you um, collecting art or enjoying art, studying art travels very well. I mean, wherever you go in this world, you can enjoy art, whatever art there is. You can go to Japan and you can see architecture and art. If you go to England, France, Italy, Spain, Mexico is not an exception. Mexico has fantastic architecture from 30 centuries ago to present day. And the same with art. We have fantastic artists in Mexico. And in Mexico, we have uh, a new generation of artists, contemporary artists that are going out uh, from Mexico and they have... uh, I mean, people around the world are collecting Mexican artists like Gabriel Orozco, Francisco Toledo, Carlos Amorales, José Dávila. I mean, we have contemporary artists that are fantastic.
1: And uh, a a burgeoning design uh, situation as well. I mean, there's there's now a, a real generation of designers who are working in lots of different media that are emerging from Mexico as well and a fantastic food culture. All of these things are emerging at the same time. So architecture, artists, designers, interior designers, um, landscape architects, food. It seems like there's an explosion, cultural explosion coming out of Mexico right now.
0: Well, Mexico at the moment is is enjoying, uh, an, as you say, it, an explosion of, a cultural explosion. We have a fantastic uh, cuisine. Uh, we have two of the top 20 restaurants are are in mexico city Uh, we have fantastic um hotels restaurants um interior designers designers as a whole i mean we have fantastic i
1: i don't want this to sound like a travel program but i mean it's absolutely true what you're saying i mean the interesting thing is that it's not oh it's not solely based um in the major cities as well I mean, there's extraordinary cultural shifts coming out of Oaxaca as a state.
0: Oaxaca is fantastic. Yeah. Guadalajara is, is, is it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jose Dávila, Gonzalo Lebrija, uh, Jorge Méndez are from, from Guadalajara. Yeah. Mexico City is, is obviously the, the most important one. But uh, as you say, sure. Oaxaca, Puebla, um, Guadalajara, it's, 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 those are great cities to, to, to enjoy yeah. art as well.
1: So we've talked a little, I mean, we talked about the fact that you're very engaged with this on a professional level every day of your life. You're engaged with space and you're engaged with thinking about art in space on a professional level. But let's step back. And what was the first, um, separate to the environment surrounding your family over three generations um, or more, uh, what was the first artwork that you purchased independently um, for yourself uh, and how much did you pay who was it how much did you pay for it and do you still have it
0: well I have one in, one in mind uh, and I bought it uh, in the Galeria de Arte Mexicano um, it's a piece by um, Stefan Brueggemann and Stefan is now um, working with the Galeria de Arte Mexicano and with Hauser uh, and Wirth and some others that I can't remember uh, but it was a piece that uh, I think it cost me 2,000 pesos that's And today that piece must be much more uh, expensive. But I wouldn't buy art because of the money issue or the value issue. Uh, I would buy art because I love art, because I enjoy living with art. Uh, I mean, I like my daughters to see art. I like my wife to enjoy the art that we buy and that we have in, in our walls. Um, An art is, 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 it's huge. I mean, you, you, you can collect sculpture, photography, contemporary photography, um, paintings, uh, whatever, you know. I mean, and, and, and I love to collect everything, everything from Mexico and throughout the world.
1: How broad is your collection? I mean, is it, do you have historic material as well as contemporary or is it exclusively contemporary?
0: No, I have uh, a little bit of both. It's obviously more on the contemporary side, but I also have uh, a couple of um, prehistoric pieces that I enjoy very much. I have uh, Mexican uh, vernacular masks from Guerrero and Michoacán, uh, which I enjoy a lot. Um, I've bought some photography from uh, Gabriela uh, Graciela Turbide, Sorry. Um, also by uh, Manuel Alvarez Bravo, um, Flor Garduño. Oh, I like buying more or less everything that I
1: like. And is your wife Viviana equally passionate about collecting, or is it some? Is it something you do together? Is it very much you?
0: We do it together. I mean, she's very fond of of the idea. Uh, she lets me uh, work on my side and then she she likes to decide between a couple of pieces. Uh, I take her um, opinion very much because I think she has a great eye um, for collecting. Um, But I I enjoy mixing the things up with her and with my daughters as well. Now you have three daughters
1: um, and they've grown up around the collection and around the world, has that ever proven to be challenging? Has there ever been something that you've be, that, that you and Viviana have been interested in? You've said, eh, "I'm not sure that's going to work in the house," or "I don't want that." I don't want the girls around that. Has there ever been anything that you've you felt was too much of a stretch in terms of being a piece in the family environment?
0: I mean, art is art, so I wouldn't mind having a Maplethorpe in my house or a. Thomas Roof uh, in my house. Um, I think uh, my three daughters have to learn that art is everything. Uh, I mean, and there's no limits to that. Uh, I mean, I think they, they 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 should be open to everything.
1: And have there been any instances where there's been a birthday party or a group of friends came over and oh yeah, you know it became a topic of conversation both positive or negative
0: well negative once there was a very good friend of mine that um basically we had a couple of tequilas in in a richard serra painting which was not not not, not exactly a very good idea (laughs) That, (laughs) that, that 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 was a funny accident but on the other hand uh, my art, in a way, is very easy to 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 enjoy. I mean, there's nothing too complicated. Something that you will enjoy, uh, and and I like my friends to come over and enjoy the pieces of art that I have uh, in my house. Right? Um, my family loves them. Um, I enjoy them very much, and hopefully, my friends and whoever goes to my house uh, enjoys us, enjoys them as much as I do.
1: Have. Have you created collectors from people who have seen your collection and got enthusiastic about it? Have the people come by and go, wow, that's fantastic. What's that? Where did that come from?
0: Well, yeah, definitely. I have uh, three or four clients that, uh, thanks to my house or the pieces of art that they've seen in my house, uh, have been more and more interested and now they have become independent uh, collectors and they go around the world buying things. A very good client and now a very good friend of mine recently bought a humongous, Anish Kapoor for his apartment. Um, so, I mean, the first day I met him, uh, he had nothing of art and he was not interested in art. And suddenly he started to become more and more involved with art. And now he's becoming a very good collector.
1: So do you think that it is something that is entirely generated by passion or do you think there's a culture imperative for it? I mean, in your experience, are the people that you've observed responding to the work that you've collected in your home environment, uh, have they become enthusiastic about the conceptual idea of collecting and, and thinking about art and artists or has it become... Has it become something for them that has a kind of social function?
0: Well, and there's a little bit of uh, snobism around art as well. I would say.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's a very
0: exclusive activity to some extent. To some extent, it is, and uh, that also attracts people. And I mean, I suppose it's okay. Uh, lots of people that have seen my collection is are interested and enjoy it and uh, they end up buying some of the same artists that I already have uh, which I think that is uh, a compliment and I think that it's good sure. for 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 everyone but you're not
1: collecting names per se you're collecting very personally I mean you your collection is not a greatest hits list of current or fashion fashionable names
0: it's I think a very personal be- collection I mean, buying names is very easy. You just have to open a, a, a book of, of Art Basel Fair and you can pick the names and go and buy them. But that would be incredibly absurd and boring. I like studying the artists that I like, that I become interested in. Uh, if they are famous or not, I really don't care. I basically enjoy the pieces of art uh, because I like them, not because of the artist that made them is famous or not, right? hopefully one day they will become more and more uh, important artists. And if the value grows, great. And if they don't, I don't care. I, I just simply enjoy them for the rest of my life.
1: Is there a thread that you can identify that runs through, let's say, the historic material in the collection, the modern photography from the 30s, 40s, 50s into the contemporary? Is there something that you feel that links all of those different types of work together?
0: Most of the pieces of work that I have is, is photography as a medium. Um, it could be a Mexican photographer from the twenties or thirties, like Alvarez Bravo, or it could be a contemporary photographer like, uh, Jose Davila, for instance, or Gonzalo Lebrija, uh, either whoever. Right. Um, I think basically photography as a medium is the link between all of them. Um, I have very little oil painting. I have very little uh, sculpture. I only have uh, four or five pieces uh, at the moment, but I enjoy it greatly. But there's
1: a, there's a young Mexican sculptor that I saw at your house.
0: Who, Carlos Garcia Noriega. Uh, yeah,
1: I'd never heard of. And I saw a piece at your house and I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Was super, oh. super interesting young artist.
0: Now that you mention it, Carlos Garcia Noriega is an architect. Uh, Aha. <laughs> uh, working as a sculptor really? at the moment. He is as well. He is as well. I find him very attractive uh, sculpt- uh, artist. Uh, he, his uh, sculptures are, are great. Uh, they're large format uh, sculptures, uh, basically for the exterior. Um, he's a very young artist. He, he should be somewhere around the early 30s. And um, hopefully he will become more important artist because he has uh, great talent and he, he 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 works a lot. He works hard, very hard. How
1: how important in the last decade or so has Zona Marco been? Do you think, which is the art fair that happens in the spring every year in Mexico City, uh, to you know the, the, we were referring to this kind of explosion, not just with fine art but also it's coincided with the growth of very good restaurants, with the growth of very good design, with the growth of all sorts of different areas. How how important has the art fair been to that process, do you think?
0: I think Art Basel, sorry about it, Art uh, Maco. Maco is, uh, I think, uh, uh, very important in the art world in in Mexico and and in Latin America as a whole. Uh, It's in early February, I think. And uh, I think uh, thanks to Maco, uh, lots of people in Mexico City are becoming more and more interested in art, uh, collecting art. Um, I think the effort uh, that they've made is uh, humongous. Uh, I think it has become a, a very important uh, fair. Uh, we have fantastic galleries coming from around the world to to exhibit their pieces of art in, in, in Maco. And it does help to have a cultural city around the fair. Because you have great hotels, restaurants, design, uh, furniture, fashion, yep. everything no?
1: I mean we've talked a lot about whether art fairs are healthy in, in, in for the viewer in, in as a forum for um, seeing art they're certainly very it's certainly very productive as a shorthand way of seeing a lot in a very short period of time. And sort of educating your eye and testing your eye against against uh, a lot of uh, material in a short period of time. Um, but equally, you know, people argue that it's not the best place to buy art; that it's complicated because you you know the decision making process is speeded up. You're somebody who's spent your entire life around galleries and around artists and and uh, professionals in 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 all aspects of, of the business. Do you do you find them help? Do you find art fairs helpful, or do you find them to be problematic in for in terms
0: of structuring a conversation with a client? I would say that fairs open a huge window of opportunity, but the window is so big that clients might get confused. They get to see a lot of pieces in a very short period, period of time. Uh, and maybe if you don't know exactly what you're looking for, you're going to get confused. Um, but I think it does help. I mean, it does help because uh, people can uh, get to have the opportunity to to see more artists, see more galleries, uh, see what's going on in the art world uh, throughout the world, right? Uh, so art first I think they, they for me, they are her- helpful and they're, yeah. Good. But you have to know what you're looking for.
1: Do you know how many works you have in your collection?
0: Oof. <laughs> I have no idea. Maybe 75, 80 pieces.
1: It's quite interesting because I think of you very much as a very discerning collector. I mean, I think that everything is very considered and very precise and very carefully chosen and it in my opinion it's chosen because of its relationships to the things that it will sit next to and sit adjacent to um, and i, I think the, what i'm trying to say is that i don't think there's one intellectual uh, premise that defines the collection but certainly quality is 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 you know is is evident and so you're not buying vast numbers of works, you're choosing works very, very specifically. Can you talk a little bit about that process and how long you might look at an artist or an artwork before you make a decision?
0: Yes, of course. Um, Decisions have to be taken calmly when you're buying art. First of all, obviously, you have to learn about the artist. You have to Uh, see what kind of work he has been doing throughout his history, throughout his working career. Um, I think that is very important. You have to to learn to see how each artist has been developing throughout his career, his or her career. Um, That's one thing. The other is that in my collection, I basically buy the pieces of art that I am uh, happy living with. Art should make you happy. Uh, You have to buy the pieces of art that you like, but they have to have a relationship between one and the other. You cannot go buying one thing and the other. And when you put them all together, nothing has to do with each other. Right? Yeah. Uh, I think they have to speak. Uh, in a way, um, e- e- either if, if it's a 14th century piece, or if it's a 20th or 21st uh, century piece. They all have to have something in common in order to complement each other. Otherwise, they're going to look very strange together.
1: I love the fact we were talking about art fairs, and then I asked you that question. The first thing you said was art has to be collected calmly. (laughs) And art fairs are not necessarily associated with being the most calm environments to look at and collect art in.
0: Um, It is if you already know what you're looking for. Yeah. In a way, when I go to a fair, I know that I'm looking for a certain artist. And I know that that artist is represented by uh, these two galleries. Yeah. So beforehand, I do some sort of investigation regarding that artist. I speak to the gallerists. Uh, They send me more or less the pieces of art that it's available from them. If there are books from that artist, it's important to buy them, to read them, uh, to understand how his work uh, has been developing. And when you go to the art fair, you can then decide which one you want.
1: It's actually a really good segue because I wanted to ask you about how important uh, uh, gallerists have been in your collecting uh, career because you're in a fairly unique position because you see it from both sides. You come from a family that has a very strong and and important historic connection um, to collecting as gallery, to to galleries and collecting in in Mexico. And now you're on the other side of it. You're a collector yourself. How important historically for you has been the connection to galleries who have, have they guided you? Have they informed you? Have they proved valuable? How important have gallerists been to you in your collecting career?
0: I think you have to you have to be willing to listen and to learn from, from a gallerist. I think it, it's a relationship that has to grow. It's a relationship of uh, passion. Uh, of um confidence. Um I I wouldn't buy a piece of art without talking to the gallerists. I you, the gallerist has a completely different approach to the pieces of art that he or she is are, are showing, right? Um they know the artist, they know the the, the, the way the artist works uh his art. So I think it's very important to listen to the the gallerists. Uh, I mean, I I would never buy a piece of art without the... Without prior consensus with the gallerist. I think it's very important to to listen to the gallerist's opinion. Always go to a gallery if you want to buy art. I couldn't agree with you more. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I mean it does speak to the, it does speak to one of the things that we're really interested in drilling down on which is um the idea of connoisseurship which seems to be an idea that uh, has not lost traction but it is not something that is talked about very much right now there's a lot of conversation about the market there's a lot of conversation about value about whether things are going up or going down you know, people don't talk about connoisseurship enough, and I think uh, connoisseur- connoisseurship is actually a defining principle for for a sound decision making process. I mean, given that your family, as you know, historically, your great aunt worked with Frida Kahlo and uh, Diego Rivera, etc., at an incredibly early age. Um, it seems to me you're uniquely placed to have. Thoughts about what connoisseurship means, especially in the contemporary, in a contemporary market. How would you describe to somebody who is starting out as a collector, or maybe a seasoned correct collector, what your sense of connoisseurship in that conversation about collecting uh, is, and how, how would you how would you position that?
0: Well, each person is different. I mean, and and, and I think. Connoisseurship is very important, but each uh, client or each friend or each person that asks me for advice, uh, if they're willing, uh, wanting to buy a piece of art, uh, I always tell them that they have to uh, learn about the, the artist and the art that they are willing to buy. Uh, I think that is incredibly important. Uh, I, I've seen and I've heard clients or friends that say, I just buy art because I like it. Um, I mean, that's a way of seeing things, but I don't uh, think that's the best way of seeing or buying art. I think, obviously, you have to like art. You have to like and enjoy the piece of art that you're going to buy. But on a way, you have to have some certain connoisseurship before you're going to buy that piece of art. It's obvious that you like it. I mean, I take that for granted it would be quite stupid to buy a piece. If if you don't like the piece, why would you buy it? Mm -hmm. Uh, But on the other hand, there's lots of people that buy terrible art just for the simple fact that they just liked it. (laughs) And there's lots of art down there that is nice, but it's not good.
1: I mean, you know, a lot of people talk about collectors who buy with their ears rather than their eyes, And of course what they're talking about is people who are listening rather than looking. Um, And, you know, you've, you've already spoken to that point that looking and educating one's eye, whether it's at an art fair um, or through books and publications and information is incredibly important. How much time do you spend um, in your day or your, you know, your, your life? Do you, do you think you travel a lot you're traveling with clients with with on uh, independently for work but you're also traveling for pleasure you travel the family you know how much time do you spend when you have the opportunity going around looking at museums in different places or looking at galleries in different places um and how, mu- how much of a consistent practice has that become for you
0: i travel around art um As a matter of fact, I'm here in New York, uh, enjoying a couple of fantastic exhibitions by uh, Giacometti, or De La Croix, or uh, Malevich at the Jewish Museum, which is a fantastic exhibition that I I just came uh, today. Um, I think my day, uh, at least I spend an hour a day looking at at art, at least uh, either a book or the computer, or whatever, auctions, catalogs, everything, right? And do you think
1: that that has, does that spill over? Does that, are your daughters cognizant of that? Are they paying, paying attention to that? I, I mean, I really believe that, that kids are super smart about these things. They absorb that if it's around them.
0: Uh, hopefully they enjoy it as much as I do. But uh, I can remember that when my parents used to uh, take me to a museum or an exhibition or a fair, uh, I didn't enjoy it when I was 7 or 10 years old. But, uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure that that helped me uh, develop... Yeah, the as pleasure. a practice, it had an yeah, influence. It definitely had an influence. Yeah. Hopefully, my three daughters uh, will follow...
1: Is one or more of them particularly interested? I mean, do they respond when things come to the house? Whether it's yeah, they, do. they like it or they don't like it. Do they tell, they 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 give you their
0: opinion? Of course they do. Of course they do. Some they enjoy more than others. Some they do understand them. Um, Anna is a very good uh, artist. She 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 loves painting. Uh, she loves to to, to see art. Uh, Alejandra as well. Uh, Maria, I'm not that sure that she enjoys uh, art as much as I would like to. But, uh, I mean, they live around art. uh, And hopefully they they will end up uh, enjoying it and collecting as well. So I have
1: one final question for you. Um, If you could own, if you could only own one artwork... You don't, it doesn't have to be from your collection. It can be any artwork from any period throughout art history, in any museum, in any private collection, anywhere in the world. Is there one thing that you would choose to spend the rest of your life with in a, in a white room gazing at?
0: Yes, of course. I think I would keep uh, a Vermeer, probably. Probably I would love to live with a, a Vermeer uh, for the rest of my life. Is a specific Vermeer?
1: Should, should we alert the Frick that one might be missing tomorrow?
0: <laughs> As a matter of fact, I love going to the Frick. Yeah, uh, they have two of them. Yeah, which is very very Out strange.
1: Twenty six or how many there are yeah, in the world? I mean, very few.
0: So they've got ten percent. And I just saw one at the Dutch uh, Masters yeah. exhibition at the Metropolitan, which is a fantastic exhibition. Yeah. don't hesitate and, and go.
1: So if there's a major art theft in The Hague, we'll know who's perpetrated it when the Vermeers go missing.
0: Definitely. Okay. But if you find a Giotto, that would be a great idea as well. Oh,
1: so you're hedging your bets.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't keep one on my mind, but I would definitely have a Giotto. I would definitely have a, a Jan van Eyck.
1: You're not allowed to do that. You have to pick one. It's just one word. No, 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 no. I, mean,
0: I, I couldn't keep one. It's Vermeer. I think it would be.
1: And a specific Vermeer? Is there one Vermeer?
0: Or any of them? Any of them. Any of them. Any of them. It yeah. has to have the light. Yeah, that's great. With the, the window. Fantastic. The.
1: Well, Pablo, thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure talking to you about your passion for collecting and the way that you live with art and the way that you're living with art has influenced others to live with art. And I can speak to the power of that, because after seeing um, the young Mexican sculpture who you referred to, I actually bought one for my collection. And the first time I ever saw it was in your home. So I know that it works and I know it's a powerful force.
0: Oh, that's that's good to know.
1: For good. So thank you so much for sharing your thoughts
0: with us today. It's been a real pleasure. No, thank you, Sean. I enjoyed it very much and uh, hopefully will help other people start collecting art Yeah, they will certainly enjoy it for the, the rest idea. of their li- yeah. lives fantastic something that is important about collecting is that your family is going to inherit it and if the, the good pieces of art uh, are in your house your children and your grandchildren will enjoy them That ha- that is happening to me yeah. I have art pieces that my grandfather bought uh, 80 years ago and I enjoy them fantastically And hopefully your
1: daughters will do too. Hopefully. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Collect Wisely can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher,
0: Overcast, and Google Play. You can also find our episodes on our YouTube page. Just search Sean Kelly Gallery. Please be sure to subscribe to get the freshest episodes when they release. And if you really like the show, please give us a review or drop a comment. Or you can email us at info at skny.com. You can also follow the Sean Kelly Gallery at
1: Sean Kelly NY on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Cheers!